<laughs> I'm Bailey. I'm Nini. And welcome to On a Grassy Knoll. Welcome. Welcome, friends, to Act Two. Just kidding. Act Two, Scene One. And Scene. Uh, what are we drinking, Bailey? Today, Nini um, got us some Prosecco and Rainbow Sherbet. What is this drink going to be called? That's a, that's a good one. It's got it's got some interesting. It has some depth. Yeah, yeah. It has it has a little bit of lime in there. Mm-hmm. We got some of that berry flavor on the the end note. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we should call this one. <laughs> Me <laughs> staring at my coffee in silence. I think we should call this one. Stairs and Yeah, stairs ellipses, and ellipses. Um, what should we call this one? Um, hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> Because we just went to Chili's. <laughs> and like it's it's so tasty, but the color it's turning it's into so, is so is much like the experience that we, that had, we had at Chili's. At Chili's. Yeah. Our waitress did not like us. I don't know uh, if we did, but the second we sat down, she was like, fuck these bitches. I was like, okay, well I can my, you at least or, like take my order, please. My favorite bit was that our chips and salsa came after our meal. Yeah. That was a, that was and like she didn't even it. bring us our food. Like she had someone else bring us our food, and then like, like oh damn, she really didn't don't acknowledge like us. us for a while. I was like, she really don't like us. Yeah. Damn. So unfortunate, unfortunate. Chili's failed us. Maybe time, like but... we were omitting like bad vibes, but I don't think we've ever omitted bad vibes like in my entire life. Like we were just there nice. to eat. No, I smell nice. We were a little high. Like we were a little high, but we didn't smell like no. Rank or no, we didn't smoke. Not this time. <laughs> Not this time yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> the time we went to that restaurant. Oh in my Palm god, Spring, that shit was, was like... so funny. And we walked out, and you were like, I don't know, people are giving us such bad vibes. And I was like, oh, 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 maybe it's... maybe because we smell. We smell like rank. A literal cannabis plant walked into this building. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen for one. For real. <laughs> no, for you one. guys like we literally sat down at this restaurant and decided like everybody was staring at us and left. Yeah, and we were probably a little too high, and like maybe not everybody was mad dogging us, but it really felt like that. No, like at least the, the fucking four tables that we passed yeah. by when we sat They're down, like, they were like, "Oh my god!" Like and heads like, turned as we walked. Like, it's fucking Southern California, my yeah. guy. Like I don't. Sorry. At least I'm not shit faced and falling all over myself. Tea. Okay. <laughs> Tea. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. I was gonna burp, but it oh. went away. Ah. Oh no, now I'm gonna get the hiccups. Oh no. No, we're good. We're good. I'm like, I'll fight you. Hands up. Do you want me to scare you? (laughs) Do you want me to scare you if you do get the hiccups? Yeah, please. So stop. Okay, cool. Um yeah, are we calling this the high blooking chilies? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) I forgot that was what we were still on. (laughs) Yeah, we're still on the cocktail naming part of the signature cock of the of the conversation, yes. Which speaking of signature cocks, um, somebody made me a signature cock. Yeah. Tell me about that. It was cute <laughs> yeah that's so fucking cute it was really cute yeah it's called it's called the nini martini um <laughs> it's vodka based because i don't like rum because right. i don't like uh gin. gin um it is stirred not shaken love that um and it has sweet vermouth and raspberry chambord i love that there. delicious he's like it's incredibly alcoholic but like it's really yeah good. <laughs> i was like i bet that tastes like shit but i was like i, I, love, I love that it. Like, it looks really fucking cool i it, bet it, it does. was a really gorgeous color so i was like i mean i was it like raspberry colored yeah, yeah. a little bit like golden raspberry mm. colored kind of it was really cute we should make good. that one we should make that one next time all right <laughs> we're a little full <laughs> <laughs> Our tummies are, we're recording two episodes today you guys 
Yeah, so we took a, a bit of a long break. We have a we have a lot of business to tend to mm-hmm. today, yo. It's a it's a busy it's a busy business. It's day. a work day. Truly. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that for us. We had a working lunch. We had a working lunch. We discussed our upcoming Vegas trip. We were funny off air, which always pisses me off, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. We should just start carrying one of those little tiny microphones mm-hmm. around. A little pal mic. Yeah. No, like those little, the ones oh, they oh, for like oh. the dog interviews. Or like, what do you think about this? That would this? be so like, cute. I'm so down. And then we can interview Willow. Oh, yeah. What do you think about the podcast? What do you think about our episode today? He's like, <laughs> yeah, crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. <laughs> he would definitely try to eat it. If it moves, he'll try to eat it. Yeah? Yeah. I love that. Oh, did you tell, can you tell him about the, the frog? Oh, guys. Okay, so like we said in our last episode, we had Hurricane Hillary, and the other day I was taking Bilbo out, and I see this thing like moving, and I'm like, oh, like it's a lizard, it's a whatever, like it's not a frog. Absolutely, it's not a frog. But guess what it was? A frog. It was a fucking frog, (laughs) and it scared me. Frogs like gross me out for some reason. Honestly, the the croaking sound they make really creeps me out because it reminds me of um the grudge. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, no, uh, no. Yeah, I don't like it. No. And I, I don't like, like, the spots on their back and, like, the, the fact that they excrete, like, mucus, like, off of them. <laughs> so I literally fell asleep at night Googling, like, why is there a fucking frog in my backyard? Like, they're not near anything. But because I guess we have a pool, so they, like, probably got uh, lost during uh, the hurricane. And, like, the <laughs> <laughs> Ew, it's raining frogs. I'd rather, I'd rather fucking die. Ribbit, ribbit, it's raining frogs. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that was awful. Oh wait. Oh, let me talk about oh. what I was gonna talk about oh, because yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. I made notes. Notes, yeah. a grave mistake and I was called out for it. <gasps> Apparently, there's a clarification. Otters oh. in the gay community oh. are not bear are not small bears. Oh, yeah. What is an otter? They're just hairy twinks. Brock hmm. is a Brock is an otter. Because he has facial hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, like hairy chest. chest, chest yeah. yeah. But he's like very twinkish. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. They were like, how dare you? Oh, fuck. Sorry. Sorry to our, our favorite thruple. No, um, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to disrespect you. I didn't mean to disrespect you guys. What did they think about our, what was it? The platypus one? Did they have any comments on our... Our platypus one, what? We, I think we came up with like a designation for like. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Nini, you know I have no fucking recollection of anything that happens. There's like, no object permanence. Thirty minutes. <laughs> you and Bilbo both have no object permanence. I like father, like son. <laughs> no, literally. Oh wait, and we wanted to take a cryptid quiz. Remember? Oh, we gotta take a cryptid. Quiz. Yeah, we have to take yeah. a cryptid quiz. Okay. okay, we have so, a lot of things to do. Today. I know. Anyway, All right, guys. it's time to dive in. We'll be right back. All right, alrighty, Rue. We have returned. We have returned. Yeah, you're going first. I feel like Michael Jackson with this shirt right oh, now. Oh, yeah, like 100%. This. It was just his birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Happy Someone was like, we're drinking for Uncle. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Uncle Mike. <laughs> Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. Okie dokie, chokies. Yay. Welcome back to my paranormal party. I always get I always get so excited to hear like what your story is going to be. Yeah, I hope, I hope you're happy with this one. So. Yay. Uh, today's party. Is going to be taking place in the Windy City, Chicago. Oh, okay. Specifically, Resurrection Cemetery. What the fuck is that? In the town of Justice, Illinois. Just a few miles Justice? southwest. Justice? Justice, Illinois. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, just a few miles southwest of Chicago. Okay. My friends, today's tale is that of Resurrection Mary, Chicago's most famous ghost. <laughs> oh my god, I think I've heard about this bitch. Oh my this god. This girl, this girl, we're going to learn about her today. Yay! I'm so excited. Okay, slice. 
Yeah, this it's funny. This one came to me before I could fucking settle on a conspiracy. Really? So I was having such a hard time. I was like, God I damn it! That. And I wanted to do them in order, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Before we dive into it, let's hear the tale from someone who actually lived it. Oh. According to a 2018 article on ChicagoReader.com by Edward McClelland titled, Neat Resurrection Mary, The Ghosts of Archer Avenue. Oh. In the article, McClelland interviews a, quote, old South Sider named Vince. No okay. last name is given. Uh, who claims to have encountered Mary's ghost at the O. Henry Ballroom one night about 50 years ago. Oh. I'm going to give you a little summary of Vince's okay. encounter cool. based on this article. Gotcha. So, on one Saturday night, Vince got ready for a night on the town and drove himself to the O. Henry Ballroom for some dancing to the sweet sounds of Chet Barsutis and okay. his merry men. Okay. While inside the ballroom, Vince had a couple drinks and some cigarettes before he finally worked up the courage to approach a woman to dance. Okay. And that's when he spotted, quote, a pretty blonde girl in a white dress. Yes, always, always, <laughs> always a white dress. Always a white dress, babe. The pair danced to some upbeat songs like Jeepers Creepers. Ooh. Before a slow dance called Begin the Beguine. Began. <laughs> and Vince got closer to his blonde dance partner, okay. who introduced herself as Mary. Mary told Vince that she lived in the Brighton Park neighborhood, which okay. was actually close to where Vince and his parents lived. During the slow dance, though, Vince noticed that, quote, the girl's hands were cold, Ugh. her skin brittle, and felt that Mary noticed that he'd noticed oh. she was cold. Well, that's scary. So he reassured her by saying, quote, cold hands mean you have a warm heart, which made her smile. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's really sweet. I love that. Um, so the two danced the night away, okay. and Vince offered Mary a ride home, since her house was literally just a few miles up the road on right. Archer Avenue. I'd be like, um, but this is what, the 19... 19- like, 30s. Oh, yeah. 1930s. Everybody was hitchhiking. Yep. Um, a few miles down the road, okay. Mary, quote, insisted Vince pull the car over outside the locked gates of Resurrection Cemetery, which apparently served as a, a final resting place for the Polish community in Chicago at the oh, time. Oh, okay. Um, Vince was dumbfounded but did as Mary asked, so he stopped the car. She opened the door, got out of the car, and said, quote, I have to go, and you can't follow me. Unquote. Uh, I'd be, I, <laughs> fucking drive off. <laughs> With the door open still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary then approached the gate, put her hand on the chain that was holding them closed, and vanished. What? Vince obviously freaked the fuck out, yeah. and says he spent the rest of the night driving up and down the street trying to find her, but, like, no luck. And then she remembered that when she got in the car, she told him her address, the exact address. So he went there to look for her. Uh Quote, it was a brick bungalow on a street of nearly identical houses separated by concrete gangways a few feet wide. Vince rang the doorbell. The middle-aged woman who answered looked startled when Vince asked, is Mary home? Quote, Mary doesn't live here anymore. Mary died in a car accident four (gasps) years ago. Who are you? She said. And Vince says that the woman looked, quote, old enough and old enough and enough like Mary to be her mother. Oh, okay. Vince lied and said that he knew Mary in high school, but he moved out of town for college and he hadn't heard that she passed. Um, Quote, looking past the woman, Vince spied a framed photo resting atop a piano in the front room. It was the girl that he had danced with the (gasps) night before. An ever youthful face, never to age. The face of a ghost. The face of a ghost. face of a ghost. She's ghost girly. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's... The eternal pits of purgatory that I walk. That's good. I like that. Thank you. Make that a, a title too. Okay. Maybe it's maybe like maybe it's the eternal pits of purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so Mary's mother told Vince that Mary had died in a car accident on the way to a dance hall with some friends that she worked with. Quote: 
thrown through the windshield, and she died on the way to the hospital. Aww. If you want to visit Mary's grave, she's buried in Resurrection Cemetery. No. Absolutely shaken to his core, Vince never returned to the O. Henry Ballroom, or any ballroom for that matter. Oh my god, I wouldn't either. Or to Resurrection Cemetery. Yeah, me neither. I'd be like, mm, I'm good, thank you. That moves immediately out of the state. I already <laughs> had a, he already had a hard on for a fucking dead girl that he danced with. Like, yeah. I'm sure he's like, what the fuck? Like, he's like questioning everything about no, himself. No, literally, yeah. yeah. Horrifying. So that's the earliest known encounter okay. of, um, or that's one of the earliest known encounters. I believe there's one more actually that's a little oh, bit, okay. a little bit um, earlier. So there's a few different iterations um, of Mary's story that describe how she became a ghost in the first place. Okay. In Vince's version, Mary died in a car accident after right. being thrown through the windshield. In other tellings, Mary had actually been at the O. Henry Ballroom with her boyfriend when an argument ensued and Mary stormed out, deciding to walk home up Archer Avenue when she was killed in a hit and run. In this version, it's alleged that Mary's own parents found her dead at the scene. I know. It's really sad. This next bit of info about reported sightings comes from our good friend, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. One of the earliest sightings of Mary comes from Jerry Palace. Some people claim this was even the first sighting of Mary. Okay. Um, and Mr. Palace is a native Chicagoan who claimed to have encountered Mary in 1939. Oh, shit. At a place called the Liberty the Liberty Grove Hall okay. on the streets of 47th and Mozart. And it's worth noting that that wasn't on Archer Avenue, which oh. is where the cemetery, like the street the cemetery oh, is Oh, okay. Um, Jerry says that he and Mary spent most of the night together at the dance hall, and they even shared a kiss <laughs> before she asked for a ride home. As the car approached Resurrection Cemetery, she got out of the car and disappeared into the air. Okay. In 1973, an upset cab driver walked into Chet's Melody Lounge, which is like a little bar that's literally right across the street okay. from the cemetery. Oh, shit. Um, the cab driver was upset because there was a young blonde woman who ran out on her fare. <laughs> Now, Chet's Melody Lounge actually pours a Bloody Mary every Sunday and sets it on the end of the bar. Aww, that's cute. For, for Mary. For Mary. Oh my, that's cute. Um, there's also oh, been... Sorry, oh. guys. <laughs> I just hit my eyebrows again. Um, there's also been people who report actually hitting or nearly hitting Mary with their vehicles. Oh, shit. But by the time they get out of the car to investigate, She's gone? there's nothing there. Mm. Yeah. In August 1976, there were scorched handprints... <gasps> on the fence that surrounds the cemetery. What? Although cemetery officials have said that the fence was actually damaged by a truck backing into it. Okay, but that doesn't look like scorched hand Yeah, rooms. and I think I have a picture of them right here. Let me show you. It's on the wiki, I think. Um, yeah, there it is. What the fuck? Like, it looks literally like somebody yeah. grabbed those Oh, sorry, guys. Holes. I'm really ne- next. I'm very close to the... Very close. Very close to the microphone. Okay. Um... Yeah, that does not look like a truck backing into that. No, absolutely yeah. not. It's not a dent. It's yeah. like literally burned. Yeah. Um, resurrection officials or resurrection cemetery officials um, eventually had this quote scorched part of the gate removed because people were um, checking it out after hours and gotcha. causing yeah. damage to the to the headstones. Um, in a January 1930 or 1931, in a January 31st, 1979 article, uh, columnist Bill Geist detailed the story of a cab driver named Ralph who picked up a young woman, quote, a looker, a blonde. She was young enough to be my daughter, 21 tops, okay. a couple of miles um, near a small shopping center on Archer Avenue. Okay. Um, she jumped up, quote, she jumped with a start like a horse and said, here, here. I hit the brakes. I looked around and didn't see no kind of house. 
Where? I said. Then she sticks out her arm and points across the road to my left and says, there. And that's when it happened. I looked to my left like this. <laughs> like this. <laughs> and this little shack. And when I turned, she was gone. <gasps> Vanished. And the car door never opened. What the fuck? May the good Lord strike me dead. But it never opened. <laughs> Unquote. May the good Lord strike me dead. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, that would be so fucking scary to have a literal person in your car and then them just disappear. You'd be like... And you don't hear a door no. close mm-hmm. or slam. Horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And um, the columnist Bill Geist described Ralph as, quote, not an idiot or a maniac, <laughs> but rather, in Ralph's own words, quote, a typical 52-year-old working guy, a veteran, father, little league baseball coach, churchgoer, the whole shot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Any, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, for real. Uh, PTA dad. PTA dad. Um, lemonade Swinger. stand. Uh, <laughs> Disco dancer, swinger. Disco dancer, swinger. Oh, I love that. So there's obviously been uh, speculation um, over the years right. about Mary's identity. Uh, a particular focus of these efforts has been a person by the name of Mary Brigovi, who died in 1934. Okay. Although her death um, happened in an automobile accident in downtown Chicago, Uh-oh. not near Archer Avenue, gotcha. where Resurrection Cemetery is. Uh-huh. Um, in 1999, though, Chicago author Ursula Bielski documented a possible connection to a woman named Anna Maria Norcus. Maria spelled M-A-R-I-J-A. Oh. So it's thought that she was an immigrant. Uh-huh. Um, who died in 1927 in an auto accident on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. A theory that has gained popularity in the most recent years. Right. So for the most part, it's believed that um, Anna Norcus is Resurrection Mary. And here's a photo of her. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's like literally when before I even got to this part like of the research, uh-huh. like that's how I pictured her like in my, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head. 100%. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. So, um, yes, it's believed that Mary, Mary Norcus is the ghost that is now resurrection mary wow but um i don't know if this case has been covered on any like ghost hunting shows like right. not that i could find oh, okay. um it's been the subject of a couple movies a couple songs too oh really but um or actually no wait, it was on unsolved mysteries we've had, <gasps> Ooh, so we're to, we're yeah watch, watch that. that yes um there's been two episodes on unsolved mysteries about it i'm just Ooh. taking that directly from the wikipedia okay so but um yeah, wow. it was kind of short. But yeah, that was very short. That's I love the that. case of Resurrection Mary. Resurrection Mary. So if any of y'all live in Chicago or want to travel there know. for us, so on to conduct, Archer, or to Archer conduct Ave? some research, yes, on Archer, Archer Ave. Um, or if you want to go to, what's the, Chet's Melody Lounge. Chet's Melody Lounge. I like that. Yeah, like, isn't that cute? And there's a couple pictures of it online. You can see the cemetery, like, somebody was in the cemetery and they took a photo and you can see the bar like, are you in the serious it's, it's really oh, that's fucking cool funny looking. yeah so cool. that was a little short but that, you know, it was good it was, it was i like it it's I probably best know. because my is, yours long? is very long <laughs> yeah hey okay Lovely. guys i've got a big story for you let's see okay so for conspiracy corner today we are talking about chernobyl <laughs> oh my god oh what a treat what a treat oh what a delight oh, and you, much baby. like many other disasters chernobyl has spawned its fair share of conspiracy theories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now the chernobyl disaster was a nuclear accident that occurred on april 26 1986 which i didn't know it was that recent for some reason i thought it was a little older i thought it was like 70s yeah right like, wow, okay um Damn. 
At the number four reactor in the Chernobyl nuclear power plant near the city of Pripyat in the north of Ukrainian SSR in the Soviet Union. That was a long sentence. I'm so sorry. Wow, yeah. Um, called the worst, the world's worst ever nuclear incident, it is one of only two nuclear energy accidents rated at seven, the maximum severity on the international nuclear event scale. The other being the 2011 Fukushima Fukushima. nuclear disaster in Japan. Yeah, The initial emergency response, together with later decontamination of the environment, involved more than 500,000 personnel, many of whom died from, you know, radiation and other... Exposure? Yeah. Ah. And cost an estimated 18 billion... I don't know how to say this. Robles? Rubles. Rubles. um, Which is roughly uh, 68 billion adjusted for inflation in you know, U.S. dollars. And that was in 2019. So you can only imagine it was Holy more expensive than shit. that. Because inflation has been god-awful God-awful, yeah, yeah, literally. So first and foremost, have you ever heard the conspiracy about how the whole thing was a cover-up for something more ominous? No, yeah. actually. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Because Ooh, okay. this is a conclusion that Ukrainian artist and documentary filmmaker Fedor Alexandrovich um, came to as he poked through the blasted ruins and history of Chernobyl looking for answers. Mm. Now, he has an emotional and personal connection to Chernobyl since his parents lived there and he was separated from them in the aftermath of the accident. <gasps> Fuck! Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can see, like, the attachment. Yeah, that's awful! Now, after studying the sequence of events in the area itself, Alexandrovich uh, became, I don't know if it's Vic or Vich. I think it's Vich. I think it's Vich. Yeah. yeah. Became convinced with the conspiracy theory that the entire Chernobyl disaster was staged to cover up the design flaws of the super secret military radar system in his film, The Russian Woodpecker. <laughs> the Russian, the Russian Woodpecker. On that nature documentary? Yeah, right? <laughs> you would think. Like, if you saw that, just crazy. like, yeah. Like, I wouldn't check that out at Best right? Buy. Or yeah. at Best Buy at um, Hollywood Video. <laughs> Hollywood Video, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay, so this conspiracy all orbits around a mysterious radar array that is situated practically, like, right next door to Chernobyl, um, known as the Duga. And a lot of articles either call it the Duga 2 or the Duga 3 because there was multiple. Oh, okay. Um, However, Duga is known, like, a direct translation in Russian as arc or curve. And we'll kind of get into that later. But it was was an over-the-horizon radar. which is a system used in the Soviet Union as part of its early warning radar network for missile defense. So, you know, missile detection, basically. Um, It operated from July 1976 to December 1989, and two operational Duga radars were deployed, with one near Chernobyl and one in Chernihiv in the Ukrainian SSR, which is present-day Ukraine. Gotcha. And the other in eastern Siberia, which is present-day Russia. Mm -hmm. So... A lot of a lot of history in this one, you guys. Yeah, I love it. Now, from a distance, the Duga looks like a fence in the middle of the forest that starts basically in the middle of nowhere and ends quickly in nowhere. Because if you take a closer look, you can see that the radar screens are made up of hundreds of antennas and turbines. Ooh, it's really creepy. Let me see if I have a picture. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> and they're massive. Like no, truly. No, with that bleak ass mm-hmm. sky. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. I feel like the sky is always bleak in Russia. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Sky now, always dark. <laughs> sky always dark. <laughs> um, the Duga system was extremely powerful, reaching over 10 megawatts, which I googled. 
that's a fucking lot. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll take your word for it, dog. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> um, it was given the nickname the Russian Woodpecker by shortwave listeners for its emissions randomly appearing and sounding like sharp, repetitive tapping noises at a frequency of 10 hertz. Oh, okay. Now, the random frequency hops often disrupted legitimate broadcasts, amateur radio operations, oceanic commercial aviation communications, and utility transmissions, which resulted basically in like thousands of complaints by countries worldwide because it was yeah. literally like penetrating yeah. everybody's sound systems. Basically, <laughs> that sucks. I know, right? <laughs> They're like, "Hey, change your channel." No, literally, <laughs> we can hear you. The signal became such a nuisance that some communication receivers began including wood woodpecker blinkers in their circuit designs, like just to combat them. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, We're not recorded. Okay, okay, now we are. So, the unclaimed signal was a source of speculation, giving rise to theories such as Soviet brainwashing and weather modification experiments, which that's something that you're quite familiar with. Yes, of course. Um, however, because of its distinctive transmission pattern, many experts and amateur radio hobbyists realized it was the over the over the horizon radar system which god damn can you guys not make anything shorter please Jesus, yeah why isn't there O-T-H. more acronyms here yeah exactly. O-T-H radar the system. yeah there we go so nato on the house on the house, <laughs> 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 house ah uh, yes <laughs> um nato military intelligence had already given it the reporting name steel work or steel yard based on the massive size of the antenna which spanned 2300 feet in length and 490 feet in height. Fuck. Yeah. It gave it to me in meters, and I was like, I don't need that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. Do, 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 do. I'm so I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> I'm American. That, that's I what Americans do. If I don't is. get it, I just ignore it. Yep. That's not pertaining to me. <laughs> so this massive structure formed a phased array and was necessary in order to, prov- to provide high gain at high frequency, as well as facilitating beam steering, though it is like unconfirmed whether the latter was actually used in normal operations. Like, like I said, this was a huge theory because the Soviet Union hadn't told anybody what it was. So everybody was just speculating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, while the amateur radio community was well aware of the system, the OTH theory was not publicly confirmed until after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Oh, interesting. So why would they wait that long? Because Dude. detecting, tracking, and if appropriate, destroying the launch of American intercontinental ballistic missiles as soon as possible was considered a particularly important task of the Stuga. Oh, yeah, that's what they gotcha. were using it for. It was like Cold War era type shit. Oh, cool. Um, the Duga was basically made for the detection of missile launches on the territory of the United States. It performed this task in the upper atmosphere, observing waves reflected from the ionosphere. Now, thanks to the radio signals bouncing off the ionosphere, taking advantage of the Earth's curvature, uh-huh. shout out flat earthers. Hey, <laughs> shout out flat earthers. We know who you are. Just kidding. Um, they were ably, <laughs> they were able to easily observe. <laughs> We were both messing up our words today, bro. Yeah, um, they were able to easily observe nuclear-charged missiles launched from the northern part of the United States near Canada from the territory of today's Ukraine. So, like, they could literally see that shit. shit. Or not see that shit, uh-huh. but... Detect, detect it, like, it, flowing yeah. through the atmosphere. Fuck, In the crazy. event of such an attack, they would have been able to detect the attack two to three minutes after the launch of the missile in order to launch an appropriate response. And the American missiles used at the time probably would have reached the Soviet Union in roughly 30 minutes. So at least they had 
some time to prepare. Yeah, I guess to get underground if they had the means. Fuck. Yeah. So, the location and function of the Duga were really a secret for a long time, even though it was, you know, a kind of a known thing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the aforementioned documentary, The Russian Woodpecker, mm-hmm. the deputy commander of the Duga talks about how the system even interfered with the SOS signals during the first settings. So they changed the frequency. But at the time, however, the Aurora Borealis, a.k.a. the Northern Lights, was a problem because the radio signals could not penetrate it. Oh, Yeah, shit. so the basically the Duga couldn't fulfill its task of monitoring America. Sorry. Whack. Boo. We're like, we forgot you guys have that weird thing up here that's like floating around in the sky. Right. Yeah, we can't. We can't work around that. <laughs> so because of because of this like um, unplanned phenomenon, <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, literally, they couldn't do what they needed to do. So according to other former Soviet officers who also worked on the project, the system was clearly doomed as, um, you know, they couldn't penetrate this and they couldn't fulfill their tasks so what alexandrovich basically is saying is that rather than admit that they had made a costly mistake and wasted billions of dollars on basically a noisy piece of junk they like destroyed it with chernobyl as the cover of mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah does that seem a little backwards right well he was so convinced of this far out theory that he made the documentary about it what the fuck? i know and according to the crew that was on this documentary, they were plagued by numerous mysterious mishaps during production, such as the shooting of one of them by a sniper while filming and harassment by the Russian police. They got sniped? They got sniped. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yep. Oh my God. Yep. So even if the government did not directly cause the disaster, it surely did show some questionable ethics in its yeah, wake. Obviously. Right? Because in addition to keeping a lid on the disaster for as long as possible, during initial investigations and cleanup operations, the Russians formed a group of expendable workers picked from soldier ranks that were to be sent into the danger zone. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It was quite simple for these doomed souls. They could either go off to war in Afghanistan for two years or spend just a few minutes working the Chernobyl disaster site and be released. Fuck. And obviously many of the men chose the latter, because you don't think about it and they had a, a fucking tight lid on this for so long yeah. that not everybody knew how god awful it was. What they were actually going to be doing. Yeah. They just so, thought they were like cleaning shit up. And mm-hmm. It was literally it was whatever. Apart yeah. Um, these men became known as liquidators who were mostly tasked with shoveling sand onto the dangerous, highly radioactive reactor. And unfortunately for them, this proved to be more than a death sentence than joining and fighting a war. Huh, so you might have lived when <laughs> no, you fought literally. the war. Um, the vast majority of them would die of radiation poisoning or, you know, unnamed illnesses associated with working there. Uh, it is not something that the Russians have ever really advertised, and the tale of the liquidators have mostly been swept under the rug. Holy shit. Yeah. Kind the little feathered hat. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this again, you guys. So, in addition to human monsters linked to the Chernobyl disaster, there are the more literal ones, um, which, you know, many reports of mutated creatures and abominations said to prowl these <laughs> irradiated wastelands. You guys, I could not pronounce that word for the life of me. You said it perfectly that time. Thank you. Oh Thank God. you. <laughs> You guys, sometimes when I'm the high, like... stopped in front of the word like a speed bump. I like, know! Uh, 
because I was like, wait, I mean, I wrote it, so I don't know why I can't pronounce it. But when I'm high, you guys, like my brain, smooth, smooth as fuck. Mm. No, she, thoughts. no thoughts. No thoughts. No thoughts are in here. So um, it makes sense that such rumors should arise as the public tends to equate high levels of radiation with bizarre mutations. Mm-hmm. And this is the bread of butter um, of many science fiction tales, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of these are very real mutations that have been documented and witnessed oh. at Chernobyl, which are dramatic and horrific birth defects in some animals. <gasps> oh, yeah. As well as some behavioral changes in populations. Some ses- <laughs> I give up. You guys, I gotta go. No. I'm going back to Chili's. No, <laughs> why? Um, some specimens of which are on display at the Ukrainian National Chernobyl Museum. Right? Oh fuck! I'm like, we should go. We should go there. Yeah, we should totally go. Guys, stream our episodes so we can afford to go there. Please. In like nine years. In like nine years. (laughs) Literally. Um, Ever since the disaster, there have been sporadic reports of outsized wildlife roving around these badlands, as well as monster fish cruising through the depths of the lakes and rivers. That's fucking scary. Like, fish fish kind of freak me out anyways. Um, Not as bad as frogs, thank God. Can you imagine? (laughs) They have fucking massive Uh, frogs. Would you rather fight a frog-sized fish or a fish-sized frog? A frog-sized fish, yeah, because it's small. Because okay. I feel well, like what kind of size frog? Because that could really determine. And like the other like day a toad. I saw, the other day I saw a big ass fucking toad on Instagram. Are you serious? This shit was like the size of like a hubcap. It was ginormous. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it was oh. so scary. The guy like plopped it on the table, and it was like, Bribbit. "Don't use that word." Plopped. <laughs> plopped. He Bribbit. plopped it on the table. It was like Bribbit. his, his Bribbit. little throat did the thing. It was like. Bribbit. 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 Yeah. Oh, when they like yeah. expand like, their, like, throat. their throat. I wish I could do that. Me. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. Um, notable are the various reports of massive fish uh, allegedly caught here, which are said to be far beyond the normal size of their species. Which, like, I feel like that's kind of a stretch because there's so many species of fish yeah. in all different shapes and sizes. So who's to say they're, like, monster fish, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We used to live at this um, lake called Lake Gregory up in Crestline, and my brother said that he was knocked off his not his boogie board but like those um those surfboards that you stand on what are those called paddleboard paddleboard um he was knocked off his paddleboard by like a monstrous size catfish are you serious yeah. oh my and he god he was like terrified of like ever since then yeah what? he was like it was massive it was bigger than me and he was like 11 <laughs> it was bigger than it was me, bigger than me. Gee, it was a fucking like five foot tall fish that's so scary <laughs> it's the fish that always um have breaking news reports on yeah. spongebob the ones like standing hey, up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so an incredibly weird report started to make the rounds in the 1990s and seemed to point to some sort of giant mutant spider no the tale starts with the discovery of an unidentified man slumped over dead within a bleak, dilapidated tower block. The man was allegedly found sprawled out in an elevator, and examination of the corpse found that there were two yellowish-blue bruised puncture marks to the neck, and that it was rather an unearthly shade of pale. Yeah. So when the corpse was brought in to be examined, it was found that the cause of death had been an extreme amount of blood loss, with the body practically sucked dry, yet no signs of bloodstains had been found in the vicinity of the body. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Also, there were no signs of foul play or forced entry. So the story... 
immediately caught on to the local residents of the tower block who began to speak of some foul vampire killer on the loose. <laughs> I, I'd rather take the vampire over the spider. Honestly, yeah, because that's no, some eight-legged freaks no, shit. No, no, And I don't remember who it was that asked me. They were like, would you ever watch eight-legged freaks? I'm like, no, I'm not even. They're like, it's funny. I'm like, I don't give a I shit. Don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dog. I don't think you understand how I forgot that David Arquette man. is in that film. Yeah. yeah. The, only, the only reason I know that is because I saw, like, the poster for it the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, me too. And I was like, me oh, too. shit. I, was I didn't like, know holy shit, David Arquette? It's like, I'm sorry. I can't No, literally. Sorry, babe. I'm so sorry. I love you, but no. I love you, but no. Exactly. So the rumors of some sort of vampire on the loose continued, and the panic increased until one month after the first killing, residents of the apartment block heard the frantic screams of a girl emanating from the elevator, and they contacted the police, right? So horrified authorities would discover the corpse of a 13-year-old girl trapped within an elevator that was stuck between the fourth and the fifth floors of the building. Once again, the body of the girl was found drained of blood and with bruised yellow puncture marks on her breast. Ew. Eerily, it was the very same elevator that the previous victim had been found in. It's fucking hiding. One month it's later. It's hiding in the elevator shaft. Literally. Whatever it is, it's hiding in the elevator shaft. Can oh. you imagine if a, a massive fucking spider just crawled? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, no. What is that? Oh, it's my hair. My hair. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? Um, so the panic residents of this tower uh, shunned using the elevator. <laughs> yeah. And the authorities purportedly tried to downplay the incident, claiming that the girl had died of a heroin overdose, despite the fact that no syringe had been found in the vicinity, and the victim's parents denied that she ever used drugs. She was 13. Not what that 13-year-olds don't do heroin, but, like... But, like, that's fucking fucked up. Yeah. How presumptive. It was... I don't, I don't like that. So, oh. in order to try and curb the sinister rumors... Quell the growing unrest that the crimes were causing and put everyone at ease, a detective and police sergeant were allegedly assigned to spend several days regularly riding up and down in the crime scene elevator at all hours. They got sent to purgatory? No, literally. I love that. So it is said that one such patrol, the elevator suddenly stalled between the fifth and sixth floors and the lights went black. Mm forcing the two men to use their flashlights you know uh even at this point the policemen were not particularly alarmed they were just kind of like oh the old elevator had broken down whatever so they used their two-way radios to inform their colleagues of the development and waited for rescue Mm -hmm. however when they heard an odd clicking noise from above them they trained their flashlights upward to catch a glimpse of a dark square where a roof panel had become dislodged Ah! It was from here that the strange sound was coming, and after a moment of their flashlights on the hole, they supposedly noticed a furry head about the size of a man's fist peering in at them. The sergeant allegedly drew his weapon, but was not ordered to fire yet, as the thing seemed to be cowering from the light. I know, I, I know. I don't give a shit, bitch. <laughs> it's on site. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no. In order to test out this theory, the detective allegedly turned off his flashlight and whatever it was shifted and moved, revealing itself to be an enormous spider with legs three feet <laughs> long. <laughs> this fucking freaked out the sergeant. He dropped his flashlight, which went out. So they were bathed in darkness. The creature is then said to have descended into the elevator <gasps> and proceeded to attack the sergeant. I'm rolling my chair out no, of the literally, room. <laughs> biting him over and over again until the detective managed to get his flashlight back on and to fire off his weapon, scaring the creature away and allegedly shooting one of its legs off. 
According to the story, the emergency response team arrived to find the sergeant dead from blood loss and the spider's leg quivering on the floor. And then I put a picture of the spider. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sweating. No, literally. (sighs) And you're laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sweating and you're laughing. I'm sorry. So according to the stories, the whole incident was supposedly covered up by the authorities, but it managed to leak to a Turkish newspaper, which broke the news first. Um, This newspaper account apparently mentioned that the spider's lair was subsequently destroyed and that large eggs had been found. That that part is fucking. That, that's what grows. <laughs> the way my fucking insides just contracted. No, literally. But like, can you imagine this on like the the front page of like People magazine? <laughs> like, giant spider like attacks people in an elevator. Man, who I would fucking there kill myself. Out. <laughs> He's like Man who shot it. He, he has like um, a yeah, neck brace. Yeah, neck brace. <laughs> Like the guy that, that gets um uh, interviewed on Hot Chick who got like robbed by Rob Schneider. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah, that is just one tale of the mutated species of Chernobyl and uh, the end of my story. <laughs> You're like, great. I hate it. <laughs> so hot. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> so hot. I'm so hot and sweaty and scared right now. I need to kill myself first. Uh, we yeah. need another Prosecco I need, rainbow sherbet. I need, do you have like a mason jar we can put it in instead? I should have brought the big bottle of Prosecco. Fuck. I didn't know it was going to be this stressed out. Oh, you guys. Now I'm going to I'm gonna go home and look at like the, the little attic, like roof tile. Oh, I'm just going to no. be like. My dad's like, what are you doing in the hallway at 3 a.m. just staring at the ceiling? I'm like, just staring at the ceiling. <laughs> it's casual. You're the you're the girl from Paranormal Activity. Yeah, just literally. Staring. Just, but I'm staring at Can you the imagine ceiling. a head the size of a man's fist? Fuck no. With all their eyes, I would kill myself immediately. I would snap my neck. Like when you were describing the legs specifically, it reminded me of um this one time I went on a date a couple years ago with uh, this guy. I was seeing who's British and uh we went to the aquarium. <laughs> of the Pacific mm-hmm. and um, it was really cool. You know, we saw the jellyfish and that was what I was very excited for. Right. And then we happened to turn the corner and I saw the absolute most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my what? life. It was a giant crab. Like its legs were like the length of your bed. No fucking way. Fucking way, Bailey. Its body was like half the size. No. Its body was like no. half the size of that. And it Can was you just, imagine eating that? It at- was just on the wall. <laughs> Market broiler. It, it was on the wall. It was like, well, it was like in a big tank, but it was uh-huh. like stuck onto the wall. Like it's fucking nasty. Giant legs Fuck were no. like, mm-hmm. no. And I stood there in like simultaneous horror, horror. and awe. Uh, yeah. And, That's insane. And then I was like, I need to feel empowered. So we went and we ate calamari and drank beer. I love that. <laughs> I was like, I'll fucking show say, you. I'll fucking show legs. you who's boss. I'll show you who's boss. <laughs> I always feel bad for octopus because I guess they're like very intelligent, they're intelligent. Yeah, yeah, creatures. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it wasn't technically his fault, but I was. But yeah. You're like, fuck you. I fuck, was, fuck uh, the little mermaid. Fuck the ocean. Fuck, fuck the ocean. <laughs> fuck the Mariana's friend. I don't know what's down there, but I don't want to know. Oh, God, no. Oh God! No, I, I would don't never. Know. It's just that big fish from Finding Nemo. No, literally, the anglerfish. 
horrifying. <laughs> Speaking of big fish. <laughs> no, Brock and um, his boyfriends have like a literal collection of squishmallows on their couch, and they have an anglerfish one. Yeah, is it a big one? Yeah. Aww. Big, I have the, I have the little boy. one. You do? Yeah, I have the little Aww. purple one. Oh yeah. With my little, little teeth mm. and his little his little light. I I love him. I love him. Um. Yeah, that was horrifying. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad you took me on that. Wild ride. ride on the horrible elevator ride into hell. Into hell. Whatever. I would rather deal with whatever like demonic entity was in the elevator yes. in that movie Devil. Yes. Than this ever in my lifetime. Wasn't it the spoiler alert? Old Wasn't lady. it the devil? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it the devil? Yeah. Like the movie title <laughs> Devil. <laughs> Yes, very so much funny. that. Very much yeah, that. Yeah, it was the old lady. Okay, you know what, you guys, we gotta go. We're gonna go drink more. Um, we love you. Follow us on Instagram on Grassy Knoll. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, AJK podcast. Follow us on TikTok on a Grassy Knoll. And make sure to email us your stories. Email us your stories. Um, please uh, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're streaming on Spotify. We're streaming on Apple. Apple. We are streaming on Google I Play. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Amazon. Um, Amazonian. <laughs> Amazonian um, clay. Amazonian woman. Amazonian clay mask. Um, yeah, stay, <laughs> stay hydrated. <laughs> Wash your face. Wash your face. Don't fuck with spiders or frogs. Or frogs. And wear deodorant. Yes, please. Love you. Bye.